The Versecast is brought to you by Engine. Create your free community website at enjin.com. Adventures in phlegm, Jimmy. That's what I got. Adventures in phlegm. That does not sound appetizing. Mm, no, well, don't taste much of anything, actually. So I wouldn't know if it was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, it's got it's a weird, weird summer. I don't know what's blooming, but something is. Well, there's a, I know there's a, a, a fire right now uh, in, uh, in more of the northern California region. Is that uh, affecting you at all? You know, I don't know. I'm looking out the uh, the window of uh, Gleep Studios here, and I don't see any smoke. Clear Lake is not that far. Lake County is not that far from me, uh, miles-wise, but um, being close to the coast, relatively close to the coast, and uh, the San Francisco Bay Area, you know, the winds, the winds decide where the smoke goes, not so much the geography. Fair enough. Been spared that, I think. I don't know. Maybe it's Maybe I'm paying for sins of a past life. Or could just, you know, be pollen. <laughs> or pollen. All right. Well, we, we're... Oh, how are you? Um, I'm good. So I've had, I've had a very busy week. Um, I, I did get some grim hex time in, but I missed everything news-wise. So, like our listening audience, I will be uh, excited to hear what has gone on this week. <laughs> no pressure. No pressure. <laughs> Well, we are those guys with ships, and this is episode number 122 of our show. This is the Versecast, the best damn Star Citizen podcast. In this show, we discuss development news to do with the best damn space sim, Star Citizen. Today is August 16th, 2946. Your performance may vary. Uh, we're running a day late, Jimmy. We are. Uh, so. We are. Yeah, Happy Poly Ogies. Happy Poly Ogies. Clockwork Orange thing. Um, to our listeners who are expecting to receive some audio goodness this morning, uh, it will be going out tomorrow morning, assuming all goes well. So uh, good to be back on track for that. And uh, before we get into the CIG news, we do want to make a couple of announcements here regarding some TGWS stuff. Uh, we have um, we have a new site on our um, our new uh, function on our website. Um, so you know what I, and what a sucker I am for the pretty pictures. Uh, we now have a place to share our pretty pictures with other guys with ships. Yes, yes, yes. The amazing Jonto has set up a spot on our website versecast.org to show off the good times we are having in Star Citizen. So if you go to the main page and you click on the link near the top that says shots. Uh, check it out there. From there, you can upload your favorite images and view those of others, uh, too. Um, there is a trick, though, um, because uh, there's no place to enter text for the images. It's just a collage of images. Uh, you have to be clever uh, about how you name it to uh, give it some descriptiveness. So name your pictures cleverly. Do check it out. It is very, very cool. And thanks to uh, to the uh, the never-resting Jonto and all of his uh, website wizardry. I will be uploading a picture shortly. I'm actually, I was just uploading a picture and I was going to surprise you and go picture uploaded, but you said to name them creatively, so I have to go back and rename it. So picture will be up <laughs> shortly. Yes, uh, 00000009.img is not creative. It's true. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, pictures happen. 
Um, and also, uh, in the TGWS merch department, we have t-shirts. Yes, 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 yes. There will be a link in the show notes. Uh, you can also just go to http colon slash slash versecast.org slash merchandise, and uh, you can order your very own Those Guys with Ships t-shirt. Um, some of us have already received ours, and if you have, post a picture of your coolness. I did. You should, too. So definitely go check them out. They're, they're actually nice shirts. Um, I found that mine ran a bit snug on the expectation relative to sizing, uh, but um, uh, John said that his uh, showed up just basically exactly how, how he expected it. So um, I know other folks have uh, gotten theirs and uh, are proudly sporting the Those Guys with Ships logo on the front and their own personalized name on the back. So there you go. Just like professionals. Just like professionals. Just professionals. Jimmy, have you gotten yours yet? Not yet. Um, I was actually going to do it this weekend, and I got sidetracked. Um, and then I was waiting on a little bit more feedback. Uh, knowing that the size of the shirt felt a little snug for you, I might have to go with uh, a large as opposed to a medium. Yeah. yeah. Well, we've met in person, Jimmy. Yeah. I, I, I got an extra large, and it's it's form-fitting. Oh, really? Um, so, Interesting. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. It's, um, uh, I, I would give yourself some generosity there. Good to know. I may have to do that then. Uh, but, yes, I, uh, I plan on getting my shirt this week. Mm-hmm. 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 Excellent. Um, and speaking of more those guys with ships merchandise, uh, we have a thread. It will be in the show notes also for the TGWS phone cases brought to us by Solidus Tie. Um, it's that thread is still in the forum. Um, if you are at all interested, please do go over there and check it out. Um, even if you're not interested, go check it out and um, and let them know. Say, hey, you know, this is cool, but uh, it's not really for me. I'm just trying to get some feedback so we can decide what our next step is going to be uh so do uh do do that and um we will um take it from there all right well jimmy on to the cig the important stuff the reason why we're here the center of our gameplay universe yes that's right subscriber flare (laughs) (laughs) so exciting oh that's an impressive horn thank you (laughs) Um, this month's subscriber flare is the Misc Reliant ship model. This real- realistic ship model from Taikatsu. You see, it's going to be Tonkatsu. It's the fried pork cutlet starships. Uh, the most trusted name in ship models is the 14th in the collection of the Star Citizen's ships. Display your Reliant with pride and then collect other models to complete the display. So, thank goodness, Jimmy. Not another space plant. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. I would prefer a space plant, but I know what you mean. Well, you see, but that, that's why I said that. I know. Yeah. And also, um, I'm looking over here at my hangar, and it's telling me that um, I have been uh, bequested a Gamescom 2946 subscriber trophy. Oh, nice. I, I'm going to have to take a swing over that way. I would imagine that uh, the same holds true for me. Yeah, I don't think we'll get them until... I don't even know if they're in the PTU version of... Um, of 2.5, um, it may not be until it goes live that you, you'll actually see that stuff. Uh, to be to be honest, I, I mean, I, I very rarely go into my hangar, um, so um, I haven't uh, actually been over there since uh, 2.5's been in the PTU, so I don't even know if it's there yet. But I'm excited by the prospect. No, it's another trophy for the trophy shelf. Yes, indeed, which is now configurable. Yes, that's true. I was very excited about that fact. Yeah, I mean, you could just like, you know, rearrange uh, rearrange your hangar just endlessly. No, 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 put that over there. No, 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 put that over there. No, 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 well, no, it's all wrong. Well, based on the little little dots on the ground, of course. Well, yeah, there's that. If only I had those at home. Oh, it would make life so much easier. It's true. Now, and speaking of the PTU, it is out for the PTU, or for the, um, I'm sorry, for the subscribers uh, um, among us. And um, I got my invite to the PTU the very same day that No Man's Sky launched for PlayStation. So it was a horrible bounty of goodness. Oh, what to do, what to do. What I did was I went to my buddy's house and I played the No Man's Sky. Then I got into the PTU uh, the following day on Wednesday. So, um, you know, it was, uh, I I had to make a choice. I, I did. And I'm living with it. I had my wife yelling at me because I was crushing our bandwidth uh, while I was <laughs> installing 2.5 because she was actually playing uh, No Man's Sky on our PlayStation. 
Yes, it's man. It's it, I have my uh, my download speed set to hyperspace, and uh, it's the lights dim whenever I'm downloading something big. <laughs> I will say this: um, I uh, with uh, with my new PC, I downloaded uh, Star Citizen uh, just cold. You know, no no patches, no anything. About a week and a half ago, and it, it only took uh, it only took about an hour and thirty minutes. Really? Yeah, I wow. was I was really surprised at how quickly it downloaded. Wow, that's pretty cool. All right, well, when I, I did get in, and uh, what I was really looking forward to doing was one flying the Reliant, um, which I have one currently. I think Let's, I, I spontaneously melt things from time to time, you know. Nice, um, as two, as one does. As one does. Um, By the way, second image uploaded. Yay! Check it out, everybody. Um, second, I wanted to fly the Argo, and then which is available to everyone in in the PTU. Um, and then three, I wanted to go to the Grim Hex. So the first two were really easy. I just called them up at Alasar, and uh, away I went. Uh, now the Argo, it kind of flies like a forklift. Uh, but that's maybe because that's what it is, really. Um, but because I wanted to go to Grim Hex, I kept trying to crash it into the Alasar space station. Because you, <laughs> you see, I figured that yep. that would make me yep. a criminal. Yep. You know, that's, that's what, that was what I heard. Yep. Yep. And um, apparently, I don't know uh, nothing about these things too good because, uh, well, and the spaceship was indestructible. So I, I'm guessing that's kind of a bug. So I gave up. Um, then I spent some time flying my Reliant, um, and it does not fly like a forklift. It is fun to fly, and the way it transforms is really, really cool. So I was just, I was just a derpy guy floating above Alasar, just you know, flipping it back and forth, you know. Nice. Uh, yeah. Now uh, I did not have a chance to take. I took the Argo out, and I agree, um, very much like driving a forklift. Um, I did not have a chance because everyone's got a free fly on the. Um, uh, the uh, the other one, the Reliant, the Reliant, right? Oh, okay. I believe okay. so because I had it in my hangar. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I just I, and it's not a ship that um, that I backed, so I had it in my hangar, and I was like, oh, cool, I have to take this out. But I just didn't really kind of I didn't really get around to it. I was too busy uh, shopping, shopping, and checking out Grim Hex. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So. Um, uh, it's um, so then after um, I jumped away from Alasar and I figured the uh, the next best way for me to get to Grim Hex would be to attack one of the security ships around a comm array, which you know is not like me, uh, but I did it and I killed them. I killed them all, um, and I sort of felt bad for a minute because um, I was a criminal. Yay, maybe, but so then I killed myself because then I figured you know I would wake up in Alasar. And not did, a Grim Hex. You woke up at Alasar again. Not a Grim Hex. Now, not a criminal. Now, you do know, if you just go turn off a data array and get a criminal rating, a waypoint will pop up on your radar for Grim Hex, right? I did not know that. Yeah, I didn't think so. <laughs> yes. Um, I, I, uh, I had discovered that when I had first logged in. People were like, oh, crash into this or crash into that. Or, you know, you've got to have a criminal rating, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, I'm just going to go fly up to a, you know, a data array and shut it down and just see what happens. And I shut it down and I came back and I got in my ship and I pulled up the, the map because I was just going to jump to another data array. And mm-hmm. sure enough, there was Grim Hex as a waypoint. Now, when my criminal rating went away, so too did that waypoint. Oh, that's interesting. Um, so, if you if you're just hanging out at Grim Hex, does your um, rating count down like it would normally? Uh, yes, I believe so. Uh, I, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. It was it was the same. You know, uh, once because what's funny is I, I had the waypoint and I went to fly there, and I'm not sure if this is a bug or 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 if I just didn't find the right area. But I tried to land and it didn't work out, and then um, I hit a lag spike and crashed into the side of Grim Hex, and so I died and respawned in Grim Hex. Oh, nice! So are the uh, are the cubicles there? The habit cubes are they uh, are they red inside? The place is filthy. Wait, so you haven't been to Grim Hex at all yet? <laughs> no, 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 no. I have. I oh, have, okay. But I haven't been inside. One oh, of in the, the cubicles. Uh, yeah, they're yeah. filthy. They're as they're as dirty and disheveled as the rest of Grim Hex. Wow! Wow! Do they do they feel sticky? <laughs> they do. They feel <laughs> yeah. They they feel uh, grimy. Absolutely. Um, I think they did a great job uh, with it. I have one complaint, and it's the same complaint that I have about Alasar. Mm-hmm. No bar. 
Really, in the in that whole bazaar area, there's no place where you can buy no. liquor or anything. No, there's no, no. bar, and it, it really for me, it's it's got more to do. Um, it's got more to do with the role playing aspect of it. Um, I mm-hmm. want to have a place that I feel like a place to congregate. You know what I mean? Um, where it's not necessarily like there's spots all over Grim Hex that have little tables set up with you know bars and and the place you know it looks it looks like a um, a uh, what is it a tent city you know I think mm-hmm. you know where it's just everything is just disheveled and that's fine um, but with Alasar you know it, it's th- there's just no place that you like go like oh this is the place you go and hang out you know what I mean. Yeah, and and yeah, uh, you know, surprising. Yeah, and I, and I get that you know the game is is still in development. We can't even sit down on stuff, you know. So as far as role players <laughs> go or role playing goes, that is a little bit tough. But you know, when you go to R Corp, you know, you've got the bar there, and it just seems to me like you would want to put. It's smaller. It doesn't have to be as big as what's on R Corp, but you'd want to put a small little dive bar in at Grim Hex. You'd want to put like a small little um, like Mile High Club, you know, or or freaking Flyer Club bar lounge in Alasar. Card room. Yeah. You know, just a, yeah. a place where it's just like, okay, this is where everybody kind of goes to meet or goes to hang out. Huh. That's, that is interesting. But otherwise, I loved it. You know, it was great. Very, very different look from Alasar. Um, I love the little PvP zone, the zero-G PvP zone. Did you find that? Um, I found, uh, well, um, I'll tell you, I did finally get there um, on Thursday while listening to the Quantum Drive radio show. Ah, the best way to listen to the show is in-game. Absolutely. Our buddy Amontillado flew me in my Reliant out there, um, and I wish we would have known about the... um, uh, the uh, the waypoint uh, trick because uh, we after a couple of wrong turns we were finally able to get there but we had to we weren't able to warp there or to uh, quantum drive there we had to fly you know at uh, whatever at cruise um, and it, it took us it probably took us about twenty minutes to get there yeah I um, I tried to look for it without the waypoint as well and I I could not find it. Yeah, it's like you know we kept saying oh it's it's in a cluster and. It, probably is that one right there and we kept yeah you know nope no nope um so but anyway we did get there and we were able to land we were actually able to land on on the exterior uh, landing pads without getting blowed up which was really cool um and then um uh he uh, uh Montiato gave me a tour of the place uh, we went around and he said here's the behind this door is the zero g i did not go in just because i wanted to uh, i didn't want to die that quickly um uh, <laughs> Uh, so anyway, visually very impressive, um, and um, uh, you know I am looking forward to going and uh, and hanging out there, letting letting Dietrich shoot my various armor suits uh, for his uh, science, and um, uh, and then and then I you know I was looking around at the bazaar at, the, at all the stuff, and then my client locked up, so I gave up. But you know, looking forward to going back, um, um, and I will I will definitely try that uh, that uh, that. Tr- uh, workaround, we'll call it that. Uh, that you suggested, yeah, really cool. How'd absolutely. you fig- how you figure that out? Totally by accident. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah, totally by accident. I just, I, I like I said, I had gone in, and I didn't necessarily want to just crash. You know, I, I didn't want to get a criminal rating and crash. So I was like, well, let me just get a criminal rating. And so I, I, like I said, I shut down the data array, and then I left, and I was getting ready to go to another data array. And when I, I pulled up the, um, the map uh, or the, the waypoint locator. Uh, there it was, you know, it was right, right near uh, Yulin, and I was like, "Oh, well, th- there you go." And I, so I basically just jumped uh, right to that waypoint, and it put me just outside. The base was like right there; it was very easy to find. Put me just outside the perimeter, and um, and then you know, I went in and I was trying to find where the landing pads were, and like I said, hit a lag spike, and next thing I knew, I crashed into the side of it. Yeah, yeah. I, I like the way the cables are like kind of holding it all together. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Very nice touch. Um, you know, aesthetically, it looks phenomenal. You know, both outside and inside, they did a really nice job with it. Yeah, and you you saw the uh, the hangar day, bay doors on the back side of it. No, I didn't see the hangar bay doors on the back side, but I did see that there is a secret entrance uh, by, and this was this was the first thing that I found um, where the PVP area is. Mm-hmm. If you go all the way down and through the PvP area and to the very bottom, there is actually an exit there. The the doors, the the blast doors are blown open, which explains why there's no uh, gravity in that section. Um, but you can go right out uh, onto what looks like a landing platform uh, for uh, for the space station. But 
The problem with that was I, for whatever reason, I, I don't know if it just if it was a permissions thing or the fact that like that area is supposed to be off limits. I couldn't actually easily and cleanly land there. Um, again, lag spike, so I'd have to go back and test it. But it's interesting that there's this kind of little back door uh, in Grim Hex that if you go through that door and go up, you'll go basically through the uh, PVP area, the zero G PVP area into the space station. Oh, okay, nice. Well, I know that, um, and it doesn't seem like it's going to be uh, live for this iteration, but um, I know that those hangar bays in the back, those are supposed to be secure. Because right now, um, I guess it's it's good fun to just hang out um, in uh, over the landing areas and just shoot people that try to go visit. Yeah, and I um, did, when I, when I respawned and left again, I left off the landing pad. So actually, yeah, I, I did see them. I just didn't see them from the, from the look down because I just took off and... and went out into the spaces um into the spaces. but you're right yeah you um yeah you need to uh move quickly and with purpose when you're on those landing pads or you'll get shot well it'll be nice when you have the secure hangar bays you know so you can you can spawn there and actually have a fighting chance to get away yeah totally um or um also have a, a fighting chance uh, to land without having a whole armada at your back so yeah and I, I actually think they did a really nice job with the way that they implemented grim hex um i actually like the fact that um that the landing pads are kind of a hot zone and then you've got your PvP zero G area as well. And then once you're in Grim Hex, it's kind of a um, you know they've disabled your ability to fight. So it's this kind of nice combination of there is still an element of danger. There is still some areas where you need to be cautious, especially getting you know in an on and off a landing pad. But then there's also you also have the opportunity to really kind of walk around and, and check the whole place out and and kind of soak it all in. And I, I think that they did a really nice job with that balance between the two. And it's safe to go shopping. And it's safe to go shopping, which is very important. <laughs> well, and uh, finally, before we uh, we leave the 2.5, uh, how about the new landing system? What did you think of that? I, I didn't really have a chance to, to go in-depth with it. Um, I, I it, it seemed a little... Um, so, like, isn't this kind of the same landing system we had before, but it went away for a while? Like, you, you get up to a certain point, you request permission to land, and it slows you down to a much slower rate. What, what's different? Because I didn't, I, again, I, didn't, I only landed a couple of times, and the, when I landed over on Alasar, I just went into third-person view and landed manually. Um, but, mm-hmm. So what's changed? Because I, I, I noticed something changed, but I, I didn't have time to really, like, kind of figure it out. Well, it's kind of interesting because what they showed us on Around the Verse um, is different than it actually ended up being implemented, I think. And on Around the Verse, uh, you would go into the landing mode and it would show uh, pads that were available to you lit up as green. Oh. So there was sort of a, like an, an AR component to it. Okay. Um, and then you would go in and you would, uh, you would pull into one, you would select it, and then it would uh, take control of You could either land manually or you, uh, it would take control of your ship and land it for you. Um, I noticed uh, in the PTU that the the coloring schematic is not there anymore, and uh, you do have to kind of fish around to find uh, the spot where it takes control of your ship. But once it does that, then it does you know it sort of spins you around and lands you real nice and pretty. So interesting. All right, yeah, I'm gonna have to um, I'm gonna have to try and get back in uh, and, and test that out because didn't didn't they disable landing mode for quite for quite a while now? Because I haven't really been able to get it to work to the point where like really for a while now all I've been doing is just switching into third person and landing like literally landing manually blind well it was definitely not like we used to have remember back when we had the tutorial right there was that that, that landing yeah and, but so, then didn't uh, that go away for a while I believe it did yeah, yeah well, the yeah, tutorial's yeah. disabled now so right okay um, yeah so I, I think that, that that particular mechanic did get disabled so anyway it's um, it, it's in there and sort of encouraged for that because you know some of the ships are easier than others like the Starfarer is, um, is pretty much you know hey Dietrich can you land my ship for me please um <laughs> Um, but you know some of the the, the uh, smaller ships, you know, it, it was a lot easier. But anyway, looking forward to uh, messing with that some more, and as they improve upon it. So, did you buy any? So anyway, did you buy yeah. any clothes? I, no, I died before I could buy clothes. Really? So, well, I, I, I froze. I, I, I froze because I was naked. Do uh, Do we want to take a second just to talk about clothing? Um, sure, sure. So, um, no new pants, which is a bit of a bummer. 
Um, but uh, the new shirts are cool. They're very punk rock. I like them. Uh, mm-hmm. The two new jackets both zip up. I kind of hate that. So, um, and then the boots, um, I'm really happy that they have boots, but the boots are kind of like a, like a combat boot. So they're kind of, they're black, green, and tan. Mm-hmm. So if you're a fashionista, as I am, mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I had to kind of like shop between, um, between Art Corp and between Grim Hex to, to, and kind of mix and match the wardrobe to find something that I liked. Oh, okay. So... Okay. You know, I'm really looking forward to seeing more pants. I'm looking forward to seeing more variation in boots. Um, I'd like to see more variations in jackets, and preferably some some cool. Like they have one jacket. Um, I think it's called the Daredevil, um, and it's a great looking jacket. But it's it's a zip up jacket. I'd love to see that jacket, or at least a variation of that, that's zipped down, that's open. You know, because it just seems you're so kind of you know stuffy with everything zipped up. So, yeah. uh, you know, so the clothes, there were some nice ads um, and definitely provided a little bit more variety. But I'd like to see some more stuff, and I'm sure that we will in, in the next couple of patches. Well, I was, I think it was uh, on uh, Inside the Verse or, um, yeah, the INN uh, podcast. They were talking about uh, how cool it is that uh, 900 years in the future, uh, band t shirts still have skulls on them. Uh huh. So. Totally. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, well. All right. Um, so, uh, excellent. Um, uh, but I think probably uh, even more exciting than the 2.5 right now is the Gamescom, which will be uh, starting, I think, actually, Jimmy, right about the time that we release this show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, from the uh, CIG page, it says, Greetings, citizens. Gamescom 2016 is almost here, and Star Citizen's presence will be bigger and better than ever. This time around, we have a booth on the show floor where anyone interested can see and try the latest Star Citizen Alpha. Some of our best community streamers will be on hand to share the game with everyone who can't make it to Cologne. That's all leading up to the main event on Friday night, where Chris Roberts will share the latest on Star Citizen's development and a few surprises with a backer-only crowd. Chris's presentation will be live-streamed. We look forward to showing you what's next. Now, Jimmy, the streams are going to be happening, like I said, beginning tomorrow, um, Wednesday the 17th, and continuing through Sunday the 21st. Uh, these are streams uh, from the uh, the convention. Um, except for Wednesday, when they will only be streaming six hours, uh, CIG hosts and members of the Star Citizen Twitch community will be streaming live from the show floor eight hours per day. Wow. Yeah. Unfortunately for you and I, those eight hours are going to be between 1 a.m. and 9 a.m. PDT. <laughs> yeah, we'll not be watching those. Not going to be seeing that. Um, and then, as we just mentioned, there will be the fourth annual CIG Gamescom presentation and party. And I quote again, watch as we showcase what we've been working on since last year's event and take a look ahead at the procedural planet system slated to come online in Star Citizen Alpha 2.7. Of course, that's not all you can expect from our Gamescom presentation, but you'll have to tune in on August 19th to find out more. Now, this one's a little bit better for us, Jimmy. It's going to start at uh, 12 p.m. our time, which is still like not convenient, but I'm excited to see all the new shiny, Jimmy. How about you? Now, this is tomorrow, right? The first one, and I think it's actually like a press day or something, that the, the, the public is not actually at the convention. It's like press or, you know, industry people or one of the, one of those kind of uh, uh, events. But I, I think that they'll probably, and they'll probably be ironing out the bugs from the, um, from the uh, you know, the technical side right. of things. But, um, um, yeah, so that'll be starting at, uh, what time would it be tomorrow? 3 a.m. 3 a.m.? Yeah, 3 a.m. our time tomorrow morning. So it'll actually be before this show is posted. Uh, but then uh, beginning um, on uh, Thursday, uh, they're going to start uh, at 1 a.m. Pacific and be going until 9 a.m. Pacific each day. So Nice. I, um, I, this is the last week and this week, clearly not, uh, not, not great for me and CIG. I'm actually going to be getting on a plane uh, Thursday morning. I'm going to be doing some traveling. So I will be completely unavailable Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. So I will be missing uh. all of Gamescom. 
Oh, well, I'm sure they're gonna they're gonna post uh, replays yeah, of it. That that's kind of what I'm hoping is you know the, the the highlight they'll they'll repost the highlight reels like they've done you know with what they did last year, uh, and I'm sure that you'll be uh, hopefully you'll be texting me the the <gasps> moments. Yeah. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah. So <laughs> you'll you'll be you'll be receiving textuses. Excellent. Thank you. Because <laughs> yes, I will be um, I will be MIA uh, in regards to Star Citizen this entire weekend. It, it, it doesn't run on the iPhone too well. <laughs> no, it runs fine. Well, yeah, the game doesn't run fine. Everything else runs fine. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not so much. Exactly. The Authenticator does a great job it's, on the iPhone. It's true. It's true. <laughs> so anyway, this is a big event, and we are really excited to see uh, what uh, develops. But they've been, because um, they've, they've been working on this a long time and working really hard, but they haven't uh, given a whole lot away as to what they're going to be showing us, uh, apart from um, uh, that it's going to be some of the procedural planet stuff, which we've all been um, very excited about. I wonder. Um, I wonder if the surprise will be and again I've missed a lot of news this week and I'm only saying this because I saw this picture that you just posted mm. I wonder will the surprise have anything to do with uh, Levesky maybe maybe they'll offer maybe they'll give us a, a jump point a, a, our fo- our first um, uh, our first worm ho- wormhole maybe yeah, Ian but where would it would that come in 2.6 or 2.7 you think or uh, it would have to be 2.7 no no not necessarily it could be 2.6 where what they could do is they could do a jump point a jump to that system and the only place you can go to is uh is Levesky, Levesky in the asteroid field the restaurant at the end of the universe yeah I don't know maybe that would that would that would be exciting that would be a nice I, little ad for 2.6 because well, and I'm sure we'll get into it but there isn't really a lot of two point, they haven't really said a lot about two point six, other than it's a lot of under the hood, right? Um, well, uh, we have a Star Marine. Uh, the cover system is going to be coming in with that, right? Okay. Um, and there was one other thing that I think was going to come in two point six that I'm not remembering off the top of my head. Uh, but I think Star Marine and, and uh, cover system, I think, big are ones. the two big things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, big, the big things. But, um, uh, but yeah, 2.7 is going to be huge. I mean, you, I think we can expect 2.7 to be living with the avocados for probably quite a, a month. Yeah, quite a while. Now, um, did you find uh, the biggest thing that I found, the thing I found the most interesting about No Man's Sky was the way that they were generating the planets. And I kept trying to ask myself while I was watching uh, Mrs. Jimmy play. Was um, how is how is this going to translate to Star Citizen? Did you were you asking yourself that? Um, yes. Um, and we'll, uh, I thought we'll talk about No Man's Sky and my impressions thereof uh, in the next show. Sure. Uh, but um, yes, definitely. Um, uh, the uh, the parallels are are unmissable. Excellent. Yeah. All right. Well, um, Chris did, um, uh, and I, I had not heard about this until I read it on the intertubes, uh, did a Q&A with Time Warner. And um, I, I forget what CIG's relationship with Time Warner is, though I think they, I, I believe that they do have one. I don't know if if, uh, if there's, um, you know, infrastructure or something. But anyway, uh, I thought that Chris gave a couple of interesting answers uh, to a couple of questions. Um, and first, uh, regarding releasing content to backers within the open development process, Chris said that it often Often leads to unexpected outcomes. Uh, he said that things that we thought would work sometimes didn't, and sometimes things we thought were temporary turned out to be really great. So I thought that was, you know, an interesting um, uh, uh, you know, sort of side effect of, of the way that they're doing things, and um, uh, you know, sort of uh, uh, to tease ahead a little bit. I think that's um, something that uh, that No Man's Sky could have used. Um, there, there could have been. I think, I think it could have used a um, a beta, uh, uh, at least a beta release, um, and p- potentially an alpha release too. Um, but anyway, we'll get to that. Um, and then he also, uh, when asked uh, what's next for Cloud Imperium after Star Citizen is done, he said, "We intend to continue to develop Star Citizen as long as there's a market for it. Given the dreams and ambitions of our fans and our team, this really could last a lifetime." Now, Jimmy, that's good because I have lifetime insurance on most. My shit. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, you know, and the thing is, with a game that with a game this large, um, you know, the the scope of the game. It is a AAA title. It is an MMO. Um, World of Warcraft is still going strong. How many years later? Mm-hmm. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, I, it, he's very he's. 
I think that that's a great philosophy to have. You know, if this is the game that Chris has always wanted to build and he feels the technology is finally there, you know, imagine where the tech is going to be five years from now, ten years from now. You know, I think I think immediately to World of Warcraft, how they just did um, a, a character upgrade pass visually. Um, they mm-hmm. updated... Um, they're in the middle, actually, with the new release. They're updating uh, your viewing distance. Uh, you know when when distances begin to render. Um, a few months back, or yeah, about five six months ago, they they finished up their pass on all of their character upgrades. So I think to myself, wow, what's Star Citizen going to be like in five years, in ten years, you know, in fifteen right. years? If if it has the same type of legs, it, it probably won't have the same numbers as World of Warcraft. That game's kind no. of an anomaly. But if it's got the same type of legs, you know, and the game is around Eve, another great example. If the game is around mm. for as long as Eve, what's the game going to be like in ten years? Well, you know that that's uh, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, especially because you you think about Warcraft was definitely a different model, and they also went after a different demographic too. They intentionally, correct me if I'm wrong, they intentionally kept the system requirements low, yeah, uh, so that they could get more people um, uh, the ability with the ability to play the game, and uh, that worked very very well for them. I mean, I remember. You know, seven, eight years ago, you know, hanging out in coffee shops and students playing wow, you know, well on on, you know, the laptops of those time of that time, you know. Yeah. Um, Star Citizen, you're going to you're going to have to have a really, really nice laptop to be able to play it now. Um, and um, so it's, I, I think that that's that's interesting. Um, Eve is more sort of along the, the lines of wow. It's um its requirements um, um, are, are much lower as far as uh, uh, machine uh, uh, requirements, but um, um, it too um, has uh, has somehow been able to um, to keep uh, a a core um, fan base intact. Um, though of late, I, you know, we haven't talked about it in a while, but of late, it seems like it um, the the last great war sort of died, and things have. Uh, it, to a lot of people's estimation, have fallen off rather dramatically. So interesting. Well, you know, uh, the the game the game has had a has had a great run. It's been around for for quite a long time. Um, I think that the game's beautiful. Um, I think the graphics uh, the graphic passes that they did a few years back, um, and I think I believe are continuing to do, uh, really make the game look uh, beautiful. You know, but the whole thing about you know just playing a ship, I think, is a, is a major uh, a major obstacle for them um, to try and overcome. You know, uh, it's but the thing is, uh, you know, the game's been around for a long time. WoW's been around for a long time. Uh, there's a number of, of MMOs that have come and gone, uh, you know, and come back again. Guild Wars is a mm-hmm. good example. So, uh, you know, like I said, it's going to be interesting to see. And you're absolutely right. The, the, the demographic that Chris is appealing to are, you know, cutting edge, bleeding edge, uh, you know, gamers that are looking for, you know, the newest, greatest, you know, technology or, or the newest, greatest game that push their uh to push their graphics you know to push the to push their systems so you know th- in in that respect yeah it's a little bit more of a niche market but as time goes on you know th- as systems get better it's going to be a lot easier for uh people to play the game in general yeah and we and we don't we're like right on the edge too of the of the vr era so it's right. uh, the vr and the ar era so it'll be interesting to see how that affects things too yes there's a lot of what ifs coming up, and so uh, stay tuned. I'm I'm excited. Me too. All right. Well, and speaking of exciting, <clears throat> we had the July monthly studio report, and as usual, Jimmy, there's words, 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 and pictures. Um, so definitely do go check that out. They put a lot of work into it. Um, there's uh, some cool pictures of Grimhex in there, the Reliant, the Argo, um, some uh, just amazing pictures of weapons in the development process. Uh, the videos highlighting also uh, the development of Grimhex and um, uh, sort of the the finished uh, product thereof. Uh, of course, uh, Zane's UI magics. I mean, oh, I'm so looking forward to some of his uh, user interfaces. I mean, they're going to be such an improvement over what we've got right now. And um, and then the Big Benny video too. So um, if you've uh, if you missed that, you definitely have to give that a watch uh, once or twenty times. Um, and then as usual, there's something from all the offices what they uh, what they've been working on, what they're doing now, and what's up next. So um, if uh, read it when you're sleepy, it'll keep you awake. <laughs> but as you uh, alluded to earlier, Jimmy, my favorite bit from this month's report is the banner the banner pick for uh, from the behavior report. 
Um, and so definitely go check that out. Um, yep, it's BioCitizen or Citizen Shock. I don't know. I think I, both of those don't. Both of those work kind of not at all. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, both of those kind of work not at all. Um, so anyway, it's a, it, it's sort of an homage to uh, to Bioshock uh, with a big banner that says "Welcome to the Levski." So um, definitely, uh, that, that's the kind of stuff that makes me makes me giggle. I like that. No, yeah, it's absolutely fantastic. It's um, and yeah, I'm, I'm scrolling through it right now as well. And yes, as always, as as what is history with this show. Uh, too much to read, uh, but you know, <laughs> looking at uh, the uh, Foundry uh, Forty Two, uh, the procedurally generated image, uh, mm-hmm. it, it's funny. You know, all like I can't help but look at the the render style and compare it to uh, No Man's Sky, and I'm just I'm really really curious as to see how they're how they're going to implement that. I have so many questions, so many mm-hmm. questions about how they plan on implementing that. Uh, that tech and how it relates to Star Citizen. Yeah, well, I think well, I think we're going to get some uh, some information on that uh, this coming week. So yeah, yeah, totally. Looking forward to that. Totally, yeah, because they can't do the same. They, they can't get away with doing the same thing that No Man's Sky is doing because people are going to be interacting. You know, in they're all you know with No Man's Sky, it's like you never see. There's so many verse, so many um, systems in that verse. Right. That the, that it's pretty much an impossibility that you're going to run into somebody. Statistically speaking, Star right. Citizen's the complete opposite. It's designed for people to play together. So I'm just right. really curious as to what they're going to do with it. Yeah, I think there's like 18 quintillion systems, but actually, two people did run into each other. Um, it happened shortly after launch. Actually, like within the first few days. I heard I heard about that. Now, did the game didn't the game crash or something? That I didn't hear. I just um, I just heard that uh, two people that it was actually re- was reported by the devs. So I think it's a credible report. Okay, um, that they actually did uh, did meet up um, um, on a, on a planet, and um, so I you know that's that's uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if that isn't a bug. I wonder if they didn't start in the same system. It's and, very you know, possible by by some by some fluke. You know, some counter didn't increment or something. But anyway, so um, but I think definitely Star Citizen. The flight model is so different. Um, I don't know if uh, if you played uh, the No Man's Sky at all on the on the PlayStation, um, but the, the flight model is definitely different than way different than Star Citizen. I so. uh, I can't seem to pull the controller away from my wife long <laughs> enough to play. Uh, but I did I did watch her. She did run into some pirates, um, and I did watch her play, and it was interesting. Uh, it was interesting to see uh, a the limitations. You know, you don't have six degrees of uh, freedom, uh, mm-hmm. and and b the how how different the flight mechanics are. And I, we'll talk about it in the next show. I'm really curious as to what your thoughts are on the flight mechanic and and the way that it relates to Star Citizen. Yeah, yeah, and we shall. All right. Well, we did have other interesting stuff gleaned uh, or gleanable from the official contents this week. Uh, we had a couple. Uh, or actually, since the last time we recorded, we've had a couple of episodes of Around the Verse. Um, in 3.02, uh, they were, you know, they're doing the new uh, uh, or new uh, programming thing. Yep. The new format. Yeah, the new format now where uh, each week is, a, is one studio. Um, so it's giving uh, folks a longer uh, period of time to develop their... Um, their uh, their contributions and uh, more time off to actually be doing or away from this actually to be developing the game, which is what we want them to be doing anyhow. Um, so this week it was uh, Foundry 42 in the UK and um, uh, Sandy and Chris hosted the show again. Uh, Ben's not back yet. Um, and as of that time, 2.5 had made it to the Ivacati and uh, they had hoped for a wider PTU release that weekend, but it didn't happen. Um, but they did. They highlighted the uh, the new landing system for all of our ships's. So that's pretty cool. And uh, then uh, discussed the um, um, FPS uh, cover system, um, which is uh, they announced is coming in 2.6 along with the Star Marine. And uh, you know, so that's that's appropriate. Um, yeah, you, and then kind of got to have you got to kind of be able to take cover. Yeah, you know, they they were talking about you know that currently when you walk up to a wall, your 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 weapon automatically raises so that it doesn't clip into the wall. Yeah, yeah. I had never, I had never noticed that. No, yeah, I, I noticed that um, pretty early on. I thought that was a really nice touch. Yeah. So, anyway, there, um, how how that 
dynamic works is, is going to be changing with the cover system. It's definitely, I know I talked to Mark about it and he's very excited for it. So that must mean it's good. Oh yeah. Um, um, then in uh, the ship shape, we got an update and new information to do with the Argo. So that that's very exciting. Like we were talking earlier, it, it flies like a forklift because it is kind of like a forklift. You know, I, I don't know if you notice when you're sort of cruising around, it has like this this sort of high hum. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like a test pattern or something, which I think is kind of cool. I mean, it it's 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 a it's a noise that does not connote the idea of vroom vroom. It's more like okay, we're going to pick this thing up here and take it over there. <laughs> and that that ship really kind of came out of nowhere, and I guarantee you, it's because it's a ship that we're going to see um, in Squadron Forty Two. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, and you know, it's because uh, any, anyone with an Idris is going to have one, and uh, though they haven't said for sure uh, which ships will be able to um, um, carry one or make use of one, uh, certainly the Idris um, and then uh, the Javelin. I think they've mentioned uh, is uh, is a um, almost one hundred percent for sure, and then of course the Endeavor, which um, uh, which I have uh, because uh, it will um, uh, it has the um, the landing bay that uh, will spawn. Um, a couple of cutlasses side by side, so um, that's certainly big enough to uh, accommodate an Argo. And one of the, the variants of the Argo is a um, a search and rescue variant um, with uh, it's going to have limited uh, medical uh, facilities in in the uh, attached pod, and so um, that's that'll come in real handy for use with uh, my Hope class hospital ship. So how uh, how exciting will it be to? get onto an Argo on a space station or planet side uh, in the um, in the personnel carrying module mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. look look out the port window and have a Star Trek moment as you're you know coming up along the side of an Idris getting ready to dock <laughs> I can just hear the Star Trek music playing in my head right now yeah yeah oh just like 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 they've done in multiple movies where you know starting with the very first movie uh was it star uh star trek uh what was the name of the very first one was it It was the one with vigor yeah Um, yeah yeah. uh star trek the motion picture um you know that it's such a classic scene when they're all in the shuttle and they're coming up onto the side of the enterprise it's in in dock uh, mm-hmm. And they've done that a few times in a few of the other movies. And I just immediately, as you were describing uh, describing the Argo, I just I had that vision in my head. And I'm like, that will be so cool. Well, yeah, I mean, and especially since you know the, the leap from where we had been previously with with that franchise was so astronomical. You know, I mean, it was it was just nerd heaven. I mm-hmm. mean, it was yep. it was oh my god, oh my god, it's real. Star Trek is real. Um, or maybe not. Maybe not. Um, maybe not. So anyway, <laughs> that, um, you know, excited for the Argo. Um, am uh, well, curious about how much they're going to want for it. Um, I have some money on account, which I will probably be parting with to get one. The um, the aforementioned rescue search and rescue, which is of the, which is currently not available right now in game. You can fly the uh, <clears throat> the passenger transport or the cargo variant. Um, but um, I, I believe that all three will go on sale when 2.5 pushes to live. And I haven't seen any pricing yet. Um, and because of Gamescom this week, they are not going to be doing any shows, um, any of the regular shows. So um, we are, we're a bit in the dark here. So. Yeah, yeah, I can't imagine it's, it's going to be a very pricey ship at all. Um, it's a pretty stripped-down, basic, single-function. Uh, but what I mean by single-function is cargo, personnel, um, you know some search and rescue but but you know no weapons no real heavy modification it's a pretty basic ship so i can't imagine it's going to be very expensive i personally won't be getting one i have no need for it um but i know yeah that fits right into your jam with your medical ship Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, I'm, I've, I've heard folks estimate that it'll be somewhere between the price of a Merlin and a Hull A. So, which would, it's like right around 40 or 45 bucks or something like that. Okay. So, yeah, that, that, that seems about right. Um, okay. Um, and then, um, if you have not seen this yet, you stop the recording right now. Well, don't stop it right now because you won't know what you're stopping it to go do. But after I done describing what you need to do you stop the recording you can come back to us later we'll be here for you but you have got to go to your nearest video player and watch the behind the scenes segments from atv 3.02 omg 
Put in your earbuds too because the sounds are real important. This is the demonstration of catastrophic capital ship damages. And it is amazing. It, it is pretty spectacular. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that was one of the few things that I was able to catch in the last week or so. And yeah, holy cow. Yeah, that was so, so good. But we'll talk about it a little bit more um, in when we start discussing the RTVs because uh, uh, they did some uh, recap and elaboration upon that presentation. But definitely, definitely, definitely worth watching. Um, then in this week's ATV 3.03, um, uh, Sandy and Chris were back yet again. And uh, this week they're reporting from Austin. Um, I don't think they were. I think they were actually in L.A. But um, uh, the um, the office of the week was Austin, or the studio of the week was Austin. And uh, so we got an update, a studio update from Director of Public Relations, David Swafford. Um, we got some uh, time with lead animator Brian Brewer and uh, Global QA Director Brian Binford. So they were all talking about what's going on with uh, the developments there in the Austin office. Um, and then in this week's Behind the Scenes, we heard from the man himself, Mr. AI, Mr. PU, the master blaster of disaster, Tony Boom Boom Zervak. Zervak. <laughs> simmer, simmer down now. <laughs> I grew up in California, Jimmy. Um, he was there to talk. Well, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. What happened? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Where'd my notes go? Um he was there to talk about uh, uh, all the ins and the outs of the NPCs, the um, the very NPCs we can expect to begin seeing in Star Citizen Alpha 2.7 coming out later. He said it this year. Um, so um, there ain't that much of this year left, Jimmy. I mean, really, when you think about it. No, um, there so, really isn't. So, yeah, I, I, I guess we're going to continue on the trend of uh, big patches. Well, I mean, uh, 2.5 is, I think, God, I'm, I'm surprised. Well, you know what? We haven't checked uh, the website yet today, I mean, uh, or during the show, because, you know, we have that, that gift where while we're recording, stuff gets released. It's true. Um, nope, not yet. But I would expect that to go to, um, uh, to live any, to any time now. Uh, but so then that leaves 2.6, which uh, apart from the, um, uh, the Star Marine is, uh, I think, probably just going to be um, um, some minor, minor fixes um, or at least not you know, be major um, uh, update. Uh, kind of stuff, but the 2.7 is going to be huge. Like like we were saying earlier, you know, the avocados are going to have to grind on that for a while. Yeah. So you know, um, what are we? We're in eight. So we have nine, ten, eleven, and twelve. We have four months left. So uh, certainly, um, uh, they they would, should be able to uh, to get 2.7 out by then. It's just um, it just it sounds all tingly when he says it out loud. That's all. <laughs> Excitement. You have it. I oh, it's all over me. Gosh, I wish I, I wish I had something to, to get it off. Um, do you, though do you need, he re- need a handy wipe to sop up that uh, excitement. Do you have one of them Clorox wipes? Yes. Good. Um, though he reported upon <laughs> many, 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 many interesting things, I thought, um, and you, you got to watch it. It's Tony Z. You got to watch it. Um, I thought the most interesting thing he mentioned um, was that uh, for those of us that have uh, larger ships, and you know, by you know, with crew complements of, of more than just a few, uh, we are going to be able to hire entire crews of NPCs in one shot. And of varying skill levels. So I know that for, you know, I'm, there's no one here that, that has this burden. But for those of us in, in the group that have uh, Idri or um, uh, Javelin, what's the plural of Javelin? Javelins, I guess. Javli? Javli. I like Javli better. Yeah, sounds um, nice. Got a, you know, I mean, if, nice if you've got a crew... If you got a crew complement of you know in the twenties or thirties or fifties, you know, I mean, you know, if you're going to go up to the you know the NPC, the employment agency, you know, at uh, at uh, you know whatever uh, space station and try to hire a crew, you know, you don't want to you don't want to interview fifty NPCs, you know, because basically that's that's going to be your gameplay. Um, so um, what he said is that you're going to be able to go and you're going to be able to hire a crew specifically for your ship. 
and you will be able to hire them. Um, I think he said that you're going to be help, able to hire them at varying levels of skill, probably in the aggregate. Um, but uh, I think you also be able to hire them uh, with um, varying levels of skill thematically. So if you want to hire in your javelin, if you want to hire a crew of uh, of um, um, higher skill to um, to go on maybe a, a more defensive mission or something where you're not on you know an offensive mission, uh, you should be able to do that. Where you may want somebody with more skill, you want your your highest skill NPCs you know manning the shields or manning um, you know the the drives or what have you, as opposed to when you want to get your pew pew on, then you'll be able to hire a crew that is able that is more is more weighted. Um, uh, is or the skill is weighted higher in in those areas. So I think that that's um and, and you know which which I think is cool for a number of reasons. One because you know it's just like hey I never thought of it that way so that's kind of cool. But also that they're being very cognizant of keeping the gameplay fun because it's not going to be fun if all you're doing is trying to balance your crew. It's going to be fun if you're going to be able to go get that go get the hiring done and get out there and start playing. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's um, I think it's a a great choice to be able to do that in bulk for the larger ships because uh, you're absolutely right it's just a time sink to try and, and populate a crew that large especially either player or NPC and trying to do it one at a time is just going to be a nightmare hmm yeah, yeah. And one other thing that, that, that he did mention, and I know that a lot of people have had um, have had uh, uh, concerns about this. Uh, someone asked if he was going to, um, or actually, I think it was probably in in RTV, but I'll, I'll skip ahead here. Um, if we are going to be able to um, uh, man an entire ship um, with NPCs, um, so I think the answer to that is um, is. Mostly no, uh, at least in the context that most people were asking um, or were concerned, uh, but also sort of yes, you are going to be able to like if you have a hornet and you need and you have a hull uh, a hull B and you need somebody to you need an NPC to fly your hornet uh, to uh, um, escort your hull you flying your hull B to market, then you're going to be able to do that, but you're not going to be able to um, have a whole fleet of of hull ships and be able to hire NPCs to run all of them for you um, while you just hang out um, on Terra uh, drinking Mai Tais on the beach, um, you know, which um, uh, I think is a valid concern that people had. I mean, I think yeah, for, absolutely. For, for those, they, they said they, they, one, they, they don't think that that's going to be um, uh, good for gameplay. They want individuals to actually play the you know the game they don't want them to you know to play it as a you know exclusively from a management perspective right right they want they wanted they wanted to play it from the you know actually the pilot perspective um, and then also um, I think there's a real concern that allowing people to do that um, would really unbalance the game you would end up with um, a situation which is a, a, a familiar criticism of Eve is that you have um, uh, individuals uh, that with uh, I know botting is a, is, a, is a concern and then you know folks that are just running fleets of ships you know one person running fleets of ships um, that um, uh, you know pretty much kill the fun for a lot of other people. I mean, I've run into that in EVE uh, when trying to mine, and there's, you know, somebody shows up, and they, um, you have one person who is uh, flying uh, uh, the big mining uh, 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 carrier and then has lots of little mining ships, you know, a dozen little mining ships that basically just suck up the entire asteroid field, and, you know, there's nothing for you, so. Balance. I think that's good. It's all about balance. I think it is all about the balance. All right. Well, um, and moving on to the RTVs um, again. It's the new format, Jimmy. And I, though I'm enjoying the show, I really do miss the spontaneous eh, words, spontaneous hang uh, that was the CIG community team show. Um, I'm just going to put that out there again. I know I keep saying it, um, and though I will say I'm going to stop whining, I, I'm not going to stop whining. Stop whining. Okay. No. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Um, uh, this week's show, or actually in uh, 2.02, which was last week's show, um, it featured Disco in L.A. and a couple of the Foundry 42 guys uh, um, live from Manchester. And uh, we started out with art director Nathan Dursley, then went on to gameplay programmer Gordon McLean. And Nathan, 
um, was the one he elaborated on the capital ship catastrophic damage that we saw in ATV 3.02 um, uh, in the behind the scenes segment. And uh, he um, he told us that what we saw was the interior um, uh, that the interior of the Idris that we saw that had crashed upon a planet's surface. Uh, that um, it's important to note that this was everything was rendered in game. It was not pre-rendered, so it was rendered by the engine. Um, so that's uh, that's very very cool. Oh yeah. Um, and um, uh, he pointed out that the uh, that in this presentation we finally got to see why it is that they went with CryEngine. Um, it's because because of the flexibility and and uh, the high fidelity and he does a lot of explaining about uh, about light particles and stuff like that just like it's you know whoa um, but um, definitely do check that out too uh, but what I really enjoyed um, uh, Jimmy was the uh, the music um, it was very very haunting and sad and it reminded me you know really it reminded me of the scene from Platoon when uh, Willem, Willem Dafoe uh, is getting hunted down as he's uh, and killed as he's trying to make it back to the chopper, and I, I, I don't know what that piece of music is, but it, it definitely uh, harkened back to that, and uh, um, it was um, it was it was actually a kind of little chill up the spine. It's kind of you know the this uh, ship you know is involved in the war with the Vandal and it crashes on a planet and there's all this devastation. Um, at one point in there, there's a shadow in the background, which some people have said is actually a Vandal. Um, which I thought was kind of cool. So a um, little Easter egg there for you. But uh, did you get a chance to listen to the music on that? I did. It was really nice. Um, but the thing that I have to mention right now is how sad it is that you mentioned Platoon. And I almost corrected you and said you mean Splatoon? <laughs> <sighs> step, I can't step, even with it. Step away from the console, hey, sir. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> All right, and then also um, uh, in um, so definitely yeah, check that out as well. And in um, in that other in the in the balance of that episode two point oh two, um, it was Gordon uh, McLean's turn. He fielded questions to do with the cover system, which uh, had been showcased uh, in uh, in the previous ATV. Um, and uh, the first he talks about the first iteration of the cover system uh, is uh, is as we said coming in Star Marine uh, in uh, two point six. Um, but because this is the first iteration, uh, you know, people were, were saying, okay, well, that's really cool, but can I shoot from ladders? Or can I utilize cover while prone or floating in zero G? And he's like, well, no, this is the first iteration. More, 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 yeah, more. Yeah, that's cool, but will it make me, you know, like attractive to women? No, no, it's not. It's not do that. <laughs> I mean, you know, I get it. With every, with every new feature, there's going to be a million more questions. It's just, you know, it makes sense. Um, so, but you know, again, it's with every new with every new you know feature. They're they're also you know very basic iterations. I would say, you know, anytime a new feature comes online, think about um, you know think about uh, Arena Commander and yeah, where that absolutely. was when it launched and where it is now. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, so, um, so you know, kind of the flip side of that is that also um, it's going to be like. Um, uh, uh, Several other games where you you have one percent health left, but you're still able to run. <laughs> so you know you're going to be able to you're going to be you know basically out of blood, but still able to effectively use the cover system. So um, you know it's the alpha. You know yeah, and it's a big big change to the FPS aspect of the game, and very exciting. All right, and then uh, so then uh, uh, this week Tyler um, hosted uh, RTV from Austin and interviewed guests in Austin. Um, so first up was uh, lead vehicle artist Chris Smith. He talked all about the ships he has worked on. He's been there for a long time, I guess, and uh, his most recent work upon the F7A Hornet, which I guess is the successor to the Hornets that uh, some of us own or have owned and then melted and then owned and then melted. Um, so and it, it looks nice. You know, I know a lot of people have been, you know, just been going um, ape poop over uh, over the new Hornet. But, I, you know, to me, it just kind of looks like a, a new Hornet. Yeah, I was thinking you know. the same thing. I was like, it's just, you know, it, it's part of the new uh, the new ship design. Uh, but it still seems like a Hornet to me. Yeah, I mean, the, the, it's got, you know, it's kind of like when... Um, 
when uh, who who was at the um, Volvo when Volvo went from the boxy to the slightly curvy, you know, <laughs> it's it's just you know it seems like yeah, yeah. you rounded some corners, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's it's a beautiful ship still. I mean, it, you know the 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 detail and everything is, is astounding. Um, but he is also um, noteworthy for his work on the three hundred series and uh, the M fifty, which makes him the sexy beastmaster tamer guy. This Chris, eh, Jimmy? Mm, yes. All right. And then, again, Tyler interviewed Tony Z, and there's no way to adequately report what Tony says ever. So suffice it to say, he did say many really cool things that make us all happy. And if you watch something else in your life, you should watch his segments in last week's ATV and RTV. Lots of information. He's got it. So... All right, and we do want to um, sort of tease the next show. Um, no Man's, as we've mentioned, No Man's Sky is out. It was released Tuesday the 9th for PC, or for, I'm sorry, for uh, PlayStation 4, and then Friday the 12th for PC. Yeehaw. I may actually be the only one on the host team that is actually playing it, although I think Mark played it for just a minute. Um, but anyway, we'll discuss my impressions and the impressions of others in our gaming community I've, on our community show, I've watched, which will be heard next week. I've hmm? watched my personal Twitch streamer play that game every day since it launched. With the exception Your of thoughts too. With the exception of putting my hands on the controllers, I might actually be able to formulate a uh, a, a valid opinion about the game. Well we're looking forward to that. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Uh, and what's coming up? Well, we got the Gamescom is coming up, so we're excited for that. And we do want the 2.5 to live. Hey, that rhymes. All right, updating the web page. And across the top, does it say 2.5 push to live? It does not. Of course not. They're going to wait. If, if they push it to live this week, it'll be Friday. Mm, no, but we, we, we made the magic happen before on a Monday. Oh, it's Tuesday. That's right. Mm-hmm. <gasps> they were probably waiting for us, and then they gave up. Yep. They were like, oh. what? The, those guys with chips didn't do an episode of Versecast this week? What? It's uh, late? Oh, well, forget it. We'll, we'll go ahead and put the patch out on Friday. That's right. Scrap the project. Refund everyone's money. <laughs> right. Please do go to Engine. They are the quick, easy, and free solution for hosting your community website. That's enjin.com. Thank you, Ronald Jenkins, for letting us use your music. We love it so hard. Check him out at ronaldjenkins.com. Be sure to check out Star Citizen the Base Radio at radio.starcitizenbase.com, where you can find a broadcast of one of our shows every Saturday afternoon. Jimmy, remind me, I got a funny story about the uh, the uh, base radio uh, oh. for the next show. Okay. Yeah. Um, and remember, we are available on the Google Play Music. You can reach the podcast by email, comms at versecast.org. On the Twitters, we are at Versecast. Be sure to use the hashtag TGWS. Our RSI, Star Citizen Organization, can be found at robertspaceindustries.com slash orgs slash Versecast. On Steam, we are those guys with ships. And please do be sure to check out our gaming community website. It is versecast.org. Now is the time on sprockets when we... I forgot to update this. What do we do on sprockets now? Um, I, something about monkeys. Something about monkeys. Now is when we something about monkeys. My name is Gleep, and all of my contact information is in the show notes. Jimmy? You can find me uh, most chatty on Twitter, at Jimmy Croker. And uh, check out my show every Thursday night on the base, Quantum Yay. Drive, mix of music and lore. Uh, the show will be dark this week, uh, as I am going to be traveling, uh, but we just started uh, a four-part series last week, and we'll pick that up again uh, a week from uh, this Thursday. And then, of Yay. course, all my other information is uh, in the show notes. And, uh, you know, if you find anything cool or interesting uh, on the Internet as it relates to Star Citizen, email me. Yes, indeed. You know, actually, I'm, I'm looking at the webpage right now, Jimmy, and the new Hornet, it's kind of, do you remember the transition from the old Toyota MR2 to the new Toyota MR2? Yes. Yeah, or the the newer one. I believe it was in 91 that that happened. Um, and uh, so it reminds me of that. Okay. I don't. Yeah, no, no. Whatever that's worth. I can dig it. <laughs> All right. Until next time, then, we are those guys with ships, and this has been the Versecast. See you guys. <laughs>